Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean Metallica, Black and & Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with a vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. One that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. A wrapper, a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host. Wow. So this is what happens. You get into the Hall of Fame, and the first thing you do is not show up for work the next day. It's a glow up. What's, All I can say what's, is it's definitely a glow what's, up for sure. What's that about? No, Randy Griggs tonight. Uh, <laughs> Master Sensei riding shotgun. I uh, appreciate you stepping up uh, for oh, yeah. uh, for uh, Randy Griggs. He's on assignment. Yeah. I don't know what that assignment is. Uh, the assignment is to not do your assignment and uh, not show up. Uh, so that's uh, that's the story for this evening. Uh, Eric, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I got to say uh, we had a great weekend with Randy, as many of you may know or may not know. Uh, Randy's been trying to get into the Dojo Members Hall of Fame for years and years and years and years, begging, pleading, trying to break the rules, cheat the rules, do whatever he could to get in the Hall of Fame, and it never worked. But then, Rob, we made a big mistake because on <laughs> yeah, last, uh, last week's episode of Flavor Odyssey, at the end, when we were all just a little bit tipsy, um, there was some type of conversation that happened, and it went something like, hey, I'm going to fly out there for that show, said Randy. And then not, as stupid, stupid me, I say, hey, Randy, if you, if you literally flew out on Thanksgiving – to to join us here in Dojo Studios, that would be Hall of Fame worthy. And he was like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "Of course! Like if you did that, like I mean, that's crazy. Like who wouldn't? Who in the world would do that?" And sure enough, uh, sure enough, Randy would. Randy did that, and um, which pushed him, my friend, into the Hall of Fame. But it made for it actually made for a, a really fun 
a hilarious episode of Smoke Night Live on Friday. Jack was in studio and and Randy showed up on Friday and we had, you know, I got I got to say Rob, you've known Randy the same amount of time I've known Randy pretty much. And there's sort of like just a perfect amount of Randy and this yep. weekend we had a like a perfect amount of Randy. You know like Randy goes too long Loses his voice, you know, stuff starts to go sideways, you know. Randy in small doses. <laughs> yeah, right. It's small it's dose like, Randy. <laughs> it's like when so, it's like when you're drinking, you know when you get to that sweet spot uh, yes. and you really should stop. Yeah. And uh if you don't it gets sloppy, that's the, that's we exactly how spot. it is. Yeah. So Beans yeah. Hall of Fame member also is wondering if the Hall of Fame members can vote him out. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 you can. That, yes, please do. Yes. That's yes. a new feature we added. I in. still feel guilty. It's like the one Wednesday I don't show up and <laughs> yeah. you guys like completely just messed up the rules this and allowed No, if, you were if I'd have been here. Yeah, this is all your fault, Scott. I know. It I never would have happened. I'd be like, "No, we're not doing that because he's just crazy enough to book a $1000 flight." <laughs> to just show up so he can get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's it was, fu- it's funny you say that because he was on the show. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll be there." And Randy was he was a little sloppy. You guys yeah, were, probably yeah. watched last week's episode. If you haven't, go back and check it out. He it's was, oh it. yeah, you know, he wouldn't stop talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll go, I'll be there." Blah blah. blah. And then as soon as the we cut the show and we're still on afterwards, we're kind of watching the outro, but we still talk with each other. Right? It was quiet for a second, and Randy's like. Wow, these flights are really expensive. So he so he started to back out right off the bat. Uh, so I was I was kind of surprised. Uh, I again, like Eric pointed this out before, uh, we have a text thread, and Jordan and I tend to not pay too much attention to it. So I don't know if he said on the text thread that, or if he sent like a picture of his his flight ticket or whatever. But uh, I happened to open my phone uh, that or open my laptop or whatever. I opened Facebook. And uh, and there was a show, and sure enough, there's Randy sitting there. And I was like, I was like, holy shit, he actually did it. And, and and my wife was like, she's like, his wife is is she's like a saint. <laughs> she she's must like, be. The, yeah. the, the, the stuff that she puts up with. She's like, if you wanted, if you got up and left the day after Thanksgiving to go be on a show like that, she's like, I don't know, I'd have a problem with that. Well, you know, initially, initially, Rob, uh, Randy was like, I got my flight here. Can you get me from the airport? It's a uh, it's Thursday night. It's I come in at seven. I was like, Randy, I'm not leaving my Thanksgiving Day dinner <laughs> to go pick you up at the airport. That's not gonna happen. So luckily, and then he, he flew changed. out on Sunday, and I saw on I fl- Twitter back, yeah. he flew back that that was the busiest day of flying ever recorded. Oh, <laughs> snap! Well, <laughs> but we got to the airport pretty. Pretty fast. I was surprised. And he zipped through. It all, it all worked out and it was great fun. Um, couldn't have been better. Randy. Yeah, I got to say, like, you know, like we all we all know Randy and he he's he's got his crazy. There's this crazy aspect of Randy. But every, also there's also this aspect of he's he is fun. Like he, he makes oh, yeah. for a good time. And we had a we really did have a good couple days. Went and had some good cocktails. I took him out to. uh Get some really good pork green chili uh, brewery bar. Uh, so we nice. had a good time. It was it was a lot of fun, and he's now in the Hall of Fame. And I apologize, I apologize <laughs> to everyone, <laughs> and I apologize to everyone. <laughs> so Rob, beans, we, dude, yeah, beans is on fire. He says Randy's <laughs> wife encouraged him to buy the ticket so she could get a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he's oh, like, Randy, yeah. Randy Griggs. He is the gift that keeps on giving the he whole is. year. He is, uh, is. We boys, yes. we're wrapping up. Uh, we're wrapping up season six. Yeah, like this, yeah. this is the we've got a what a wild card episode left, and then I think, I don't yeah. know, we haven't quite figured out the schedule. For we'll probably kick off season seven uh, at the beginning of next year, but uh, with the holidays and stuff, and we all have a lot of traveling coming up. But um, man, I can't believe it. We are wrapping up season six. We're in the final segment. We're finishing up RTDs, which uh, this was Randy's uh, Randy's choice for um, for uh, beverage trends. Uh, and as a reminder, RTD, ready to drink cocktails. We've done. Okay, what did we do? We started with kind of a basic RTD, which was the uh, Jack, Jack and Coke, Coke yeah, yeah, which was yeah. pretty, which was kind of pretty, solid. Pretty solid, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we did the higher ABV uh, ready to drinks, which I missed that episode. Really, really that was, good. That was the yeah. Uh, you guys enjoyed that. West, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah. That High West. Uh, I, that's what you were saying. That and I'm I'm on the lookout for that High West uh, yeah, old fashioned now. And then last week we did uh, wine based cocktails, which um, was better than I anticipated. Yeah, frankly, um, better than you expect. But the fu- yeah, yeah, I, better I than would, I expected. I would never buy one. I mean, like, I'm still not right. You wouldn't. I wouldn't buy it on purpose, but it's the kind of thing. And I I tried to say this during the show without like, like, I don't want to throw shade at the brand or anything because they're just doing their thing. But it just it just looks like all the rest of them. So how would you even know unless you looked at it really close? You just think, oh, raspberry margarita or whatever the hell it was that we had. uh, Pineapple margarita. Sorry. Um, You just grab that and go. And then you I mean, would you even really know the difference? I don't know. But the funny thing is, we talked about you know when do you know when are these drinks appropriate? And I had mentioned, well, God, I've got everybody coming over for Thanksgiving, and I don't want people digging through my bar, so I'm going to put mm-hmm. these out on ice. Yeah. And and sure enough, they were a hit. Uh, there was uh, how many Jack and Cokes came in that case? It was like a four pack. So all the other three that were left, those are gone. Uh, all of the um, the wine based cocktails, those were all gone. Uh, I did hold back on these uh, for tonight's episode <laughs> because these yeah. are the ones that I was really excited about. Yes. Right. And what what did what did we end up calling these kind of like high end RTDs? Is well, that I is call it them the bougie? You know, RTDs, yeah, bougie. But yeah, yeah. P- pinkies out is, RTDs. This is sort of the uh, the, out, the pinnacle of this class. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, if even if you didn't tell me where these were from and you just handed it to me, I'd say, wow, that's pretty tasty. Uh, we are going with, we've got a couple of different options here from, oh, there we go. Look, Look at that. Look how bougie that is. Right? It bougie. is. I like, I mean, there's a like couple you flowers got the, in there. Like a, is that like oatmeal <laughs> in the bowl there? <laughs> that's, a, that's a fancy souffle or something, bro. It's a little souffle, little souffle, a little yeah. uh, stack Who of knows? cookies. Uh, we are going with, we've got a couple of uh, different offerings here from our good friends at Death & Co. Uh, we'll talk about Death & Co. here in a little bit. We've got a couple of different offerings. We've got the Ranger Buck, which is a Woody Creek bourbon whiskey, uh, bitters, and ginger and birch, which is okay. an interesting combination. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And we've got uh, the second one here, kind of a uh, uh, different color combination, but uh, same same setup. Uh, Moonsail Fizz, which is uh, Bimini. We'll do that after B- the break, huh? Yeah, yeah. Bimini Gin. Yeah, we'll, we're going to split these up. Bimini Gin uh, <clears throat> and liqueur with uh, passion fruit, vanilla, and lime. So really interesting. Uh, these are these check in at 11% and 12.2% respectively. Okay. And the, the funny thing about these is these are really tiny cans. 
Like these Teeth. are just these are these are little guys. It's like a little uh, Red it, Bull. Yeah, it checks in at 200 milliliters, which I don't know what the hell that is. Somebody wants to do some. <laughs> They're so bougie that they had to use <laughs> milliliters. You <laughs> couldn't even give me some. Can, can we get ounces up in this piece? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, so that's that's the uh, the the idea tonight. We're both we're all going to be drinking what both are you of them. With? I, uh, you know, I've kind of gone back and forth, but I think I'm going to start with the Ranger Buck. Uh, I think that's what you guys are starting with, too. So I'll start with the same thing. and We'll go down right. the, same, yeah. the same path here. Looks Just to give you an idea. Cocktail, you know? Yeah, it does It does look pretty good. i got my dojo glass here. And it's got a little effervescence to it. Not a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But this reminds me. It reminds me of like a... Oh, oh no, geez. no! <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, solid. I won't say it again. Uh, Randy! Randy! <laughs> what do you think? You got me. I'll stop it. Uh, of a uh, Jack and Ginger with a little lime mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, Pretty, that's kind of uh, what it tastes like. Ginger is very noticeable. That's... Yeah, it is. It's 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 a little pungent. It's almost kind of burns the throat a little bit. Kind of like that fever tree stuff. It's it's a got way. a lot of kick to it. Yeah, it's it's got a kick to it. And Jordan, you said the, a minute uh, ago you mentioned Red Bull, and to me, it kind of tastes oh, really? a little bit like when you have <laughs> See, a Red Bull and vodka or something like that. You know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I can't tell you the last if I I may have never even had a Red Bull and vodka. I've had Red Bull before, but uh, no vodka. Um, <clears throat> so we'll get into those here in a little yeah. bit. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Death and Co., which I'm hoping to go and visit uh, in New York when I fly out there in a couple Ooh, of like weeks. The OG, huh? Yeah. Mm. We've got one Joe here Machado. now. Yeah, there's, there's uh, well, what the hell? Let's just talk about Death yeah. & Co. since we're, we're right here. Uh, their flagship is in uh, the East Village in New York. Um, <clears throat> opened on New Year's Eve. That's ballsy. Check mm. this out. Oh. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> this is what, that's what it looks like. I don't know if it's is that, the, one, the one you're talking is, about or not. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's the New York one or not, but that's, that's pretty sweet looking. Yeah, like that's pretty cool the, looking. They are, like, they kind of pioneered the cold speakeasy ultra premium craft cocktail vibe uh that uh we know and love today yeah they opened up uh on new year's eve 2006-2007 again that's gutsy um and in 2010 uh they won best american cocktail bar and world's best cocktail menu at tales of the cocktail which is a pretty damn big deal Mm. uh in the bar world um and they just have kind of just gone nuts since then they've got four locations um, you said you guys have one in Denver. Oh, that's wow, just which, four, huh? <clears throat> yeah, they've got New York, Denver, Los Angeles, and Washington D.C. Those are the uh, at least those are the only ones they have listed on their website. They may have some new ones in the works, but uh, I believe one. those are the only four epi- or four places. That one that you showed me—that's the Los Angeles uh, bar that uh, or that okay. the one that you just showed the showed the audience there. Um, but yeah, super cool place. And you've Jordan, you have the, uh, the cocktail book and th- these are the ones that are like, this when you're going through me. these, yeah, but are, can you make there any of them? Is. The, uh, well, barely. I, I put my, <laughs> my own spin on it, you know, but like this book teaches you how to build your bar, teaches you everything from like, from the starting, like how to make your own simple syrups and just building the bar from the ground up to making the cocktails. And it's all like. You know, like I have newt in like yeah. stuff that you just can't. You know, exactly. Like, I'll do this like once a year, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, they have some classics in there, and even the classics have a little bit of a spin to them. But even if you look at uh, at at some of their cocktails, I'm looking at their cocktail menu 
from <clears throat> this is from the New York location. I don't know if they're the same everywhere you go, but this one is Lestua something or other sherry. Uh, this cocktail is called Foxglove. It's got it's some kind of sherry with Frymeister hazelnut gin, thyme, bay leaf, and white truffle. So they're they're all over the map with some of the stuff that they put in their drinks. I've never put a bay leaf in a cocktail. I've never put white truffle in a cocktail. Uh, but they're doing uh, it. it. But they're doing it, and they are um, they're uh, they're they're doing big things. It's definitely one of those names that uh, that you recognize. And you're right, that cocktail book is pretty cool. Even oh, yeah. if you don't even even if you never really even make the cocktails, like there's a lot of cool stuff in there. There's it's it's one of those big coffee table books. It's huge. It's got like velvet cover and yeah. I've um, just found <clears> like it's helpful to like f- to look look up their version of a drink, and if I have to you know, sub something out, that's fine. It still tends to make a pretty good drink. Yep. So it gives, gives yeah, a starting absolutely. place. Basically. It's, it's kind of like a few years ago, Rob, I got the, um, <clears throat> for Christmas, I think I got the uh, Bobby Flay recipe book, you know, mm-hmm. and I can't literally, I could not make any of those recipes because just even like in a Bobby Flay recipe, say for like pork loin or something like that, just the sauce alone has like eight, ingredients that i've never even heard of you know before so <laughs> yeah. i i, I kind of just use it as a oh okay like i'll bet you i'll bet you that this um stuff you know adds the cream so i'll just use uh right. sour cream instead or whatever so you, right. you kind of just kind of use it as a mm, maybe like an inspiration or a guide it'd be very difficult yeah. probably to make some of these cocktails uh, unless you really had a full-on bar you know yeah, it's. I mean, I, I like to think that we have a pretty stacked bar here with uh, different mixers and all kinds of different things. Not just with the spirits, but all the extra accoutrement that you need to. Uh, yeah, that's the one uh, to put some of these cocktails together. And it's. And I'm looking, and I'm just like, can't make that. Nope, can't make that one. Nope, can't make that one. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, they've got an old fashioned in here. Yeah, I can make that. Uh, but they've got some some really good recipes in there. And like you said, it, it's a good read for helping you build your bar if you're. If you don't have a lot of that stuff, it gives you some good guidelines on here's some things that you can, you might not want to buy like, like certain things you can buy a lot of, right? Like bitters, they don't go bad. You can buy the big thing of bitters maybe, but if you don't really know about drinks, you might think, well, maybe I'll just try to save some money. No, get the big one. It's going to last. It's not going to go bad. Uh, But if you're getting something like velvet falernum, maybe you only, (laughs) which which is an actual thing. Uh, Maybe maybe that's, or maybe that's that's a cocktail. I don't know. Uh, one of those two, uh, you, whatever that is, you might only want to get a little bit of that because you're only going to use, you know, just a touch in a cocktail and you buy a small bottle. It's going to last you forever. I'm so. at the point where I have that stinking Regan's Reagan's or Regan's orange bitters just like on an Amazon subscription. And it just comes like every couple of months. It's insane. We put it in, you can put it in everything. It's so Yeah. Good. It's, and it's got that creepy, uh, that creepy dude on there. It just looks yeah, he looks strong out. Looking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's looks he's seen some stuff. I think. He's, he's he's he's, uh, he's lived a, lived a hard life. Um, so yeah, so that's a little bit about Death and Co. And those are the uh, drinks that we're having today. Uh, let's go around the room. Uh, let's introduce yourselves and uh, tell everybody uh, what you're what you're smoking, what you like to do on weekends. All right, uh, I'll go first. I since we're doing a bougie uh, drink, I decided to do a bougie. Cigar, I think kind of most of us did here. I'm doing the brand new 2024 Year of the Dragon oh, oh, oh. from Davidoff. Look at that beautiful thing. These things are uh, 
$590 for a box of 10. Holy so crap. they're not cheap. Uh, I was a little surprised. I had a shaggy foot when I took the footband off. Didn't know that when I first started. Uh, it is uh, Ecuadorian, I believe, Connecticut, but it's kind of a darker shade of Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Uh, Dominican binder, and it has Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Mexican fillers. I thought it was just an Ecuadorian wrapper. They didn't say. Well, what, they don't. They, what but was. what else would it be? Ecuadorian Havana. Yeah, maybe. I guess it could They've be. They've come full circle. That was the first uh, Zodiac. Davidoff's kind of known for, I mean, now every company has a Zodiac release, but they were the ones that like popularized yes. doing these super fancy Zodiac releases in the Year of the Dragon, I think it was 2011, something. It's 2011 or 2012. They always like name them, you know, like they come out in 2023, but it's named 2024. But yeah, they've come full circle. We're back. And that thing supposedly has 60 years combined age. Wow. Tobacco. Interesting. Because so, 60 years ago was another Year of the Dragon. We'll see how they that goes. this whole thing out. <laughs> That's what a lot of planning. I have, uh, I went with the bougie thing as well. Uh, this is the limited. They brought, they've been bringing back like some popular sizes um, of their white label releases over the year. And this is the anniversary of number one. And it is humongous. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Look at that thing. So, That's a beast. <laughs> it is, uh, what is it? Eight and two thirds inches by 48 double Corona. Uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, bazillion Dominican fillers and tasty so far. Boys. Before we get to uh, Rob, let's go to our studio audience and Scott and Matt. What are you guys smoking tonight with the Death and Co. cocktails? Ah, I am not rolling near as bougie as you guys are, but I am still rolling deep here. I am smoking an All Saints Dedication Habano. Okay, excellent stick, creamy, tangy, just wonderful. So, all right, Maddie, what do you got? I am smoking the Agonor Silly Signature uh, Corojo. Very good. Nice. Uh, Rob, it's up to you. What do you got, my friend? Look at them. They're twins. Isn't that adorable? (laughs) I know. We just noticed as like the show came on, we looked at the camera. We're like, oh, we're matching. How cute. (laughs) Adorbs. 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 Uh, I I, was saying this to Eric before. I don't think I've ever really smoked a Cuban on the show before. Maybe I have, but it's not very common that I do. I am smoking the Monte Cristo Speciales number two oh, nice. uh, with a box date of. Oh, hold, please. Uh, what do we got? Uh, box date of August 2018. Okay. On that one. So it's got a little bit of age on it. <clears throat> nice. I've smoked, I've smoked about halfway through this box and uh, it's a delicious cigar. I've had, I I cheated and drank both of these uh, canned cocktails with my wife. Like the day they showed up, she was really excited because uh, she's all about the Death and Co. Um, and I remember this cigar having some dried fruit, some kind of floral notes, a little bit of creamy texture, a little bit of some wood and some spice. And I thought it would go pretty well with both of these drinks, not knowing which one I wanted to stick with. But this is a six by thirty eight Pantella, uh, Panatella, um, not Pantera. <laughs> Um, <laughs> riff. it's fake yeah real or fake um and it is uh it's probably about a third of the way through delicious cigar and looking forward to seeing how these pair now rob uh, a couple quickie housekeeping items i know this mm. is a tough one for you guys uh for the audience um, possibly to get these cocktails i'm not exactly sure where they're available um but Regardless of what you got tonight, uh, we still want to know what you guys, uh, what your pairing was. So please post it either on YouTube or Facebook with hashtag pairing. 
And also, Rob, you got to uh, like and subscribe. And, you know, right now, guys, while we're just all hanging out together, just share the show to your own timeline. It really does make a difference for us. Um, if you share that show, like I always say, why well, say no when it feels so good to say yes? So share the show, like the show, <laughs> subscribe, please. Give us a five-star rating, all that good stuff. Rob, uh, what are your first initial thoughts of your pairing? Uh, I'm, I'm digging it so far. So when we came into this, and I think I even said this to you guys before, and I don't think you've had these yet. Um, the first time I had the Ranger Buck, and I think Randy and I even said this on the show last week, uh, I didn't really like the Ranger Buck that much. The The flavor profile was just a little bit weird. There's this funky little flavor in there, and I wasn't sure what it was. Um, but there was something in there I didn't like. Uh, but now that I've let it water down just a little bit, I mean, there's the ice is melted, and I've been drinking this one a little bit. Uh, it's really nice. It's kind of smoothed out. There was this tart thing happening at the beginning, almost metallic kind of flavor mm. that I, I'm not experiencing anymore. So it's it's just more, uh, I get a woody note from the, the whiskey, of course, and uh, it's got that birch in there. Uh, the ginger is pretty powerful with that spice. Um, the cigar is kind of counterbalancing that. Like I, I was saying, it's got that dried fruit. It's got some of that spice, white pepper. There's a little bit of woody note to it uh, and some floral more on the aroma, I think, than on the palate. And so far, so far, so good. I really thought this was going to be a better pairing with uh, the second drink, this uh, Moonsail Fizz, but I haven't quite gotten into that yet. So I'm curious to see how right. that's going to go. Um, tell us a little bit about yours. I'm I, actually before you get into that, you had mentioned that this that the uh, the Davidoff had a shaggy foot, and I'm sure we probably talked about this before. Uh, are you a fan of the shaggy foot? Does that do anything for you? Uh, that's a great question. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not a, uh, but I'm also not a not fan of it. Like it just, like it's a non-starter for me. Like it, it doesn't make. It just is. I feel like it, it's instantly like I open a cigar up. You're like, ah, there's a inch wasted on that cigar. Like, yeah, there is a little bit of that. I've only, I think I've only had maybe one or two cigars in my entire life that were a shaggy foot where I was like, you know, like, oh, okay, like this is a fun transition. But typically, I just kind of feel like Jordan uh, just said, it's almost like, I feel like, oh, that's just kind of a wasted half inch of whatever right. this experience is ultimately going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really know what to think. Um, I kind of feel like so far, right off the bat, like maybe the 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 sort of spicy note in the drink is um, masking a little bit what I might be getting from this cigar. I'm not really sure. So I'm kind of like you, Rob, and that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of. First of all, uh, just let me just say this: the drink is really good. I don't see yeah. it as ultra premium at this point. To me, it tastes just like what you might uh, if you poured some Fever Tree ginger um, in a in a glass with some any kind of spirit at all. Like it, it tastes kind of <laughs> like that to me. And but I, I don't know, Jordan, you may, you're a little bit more in tune with. So this kind of stuff. What What is your initial thought of this I, drink? I think it's definitely more complex than the other RTDs we've been doing. But yeah, it's not, that's true. That is true. Yeah, like it's not too much different. It's not going to surpass what you're going to make at home. Uh, I think mostly heavy on the ginger. I like the amount of carbon. It has like a really good fizz to it. Um, but mostly you're getting like the ginger and citrus notes. And then there's this touch of like this oakiness that Robbie brought up that I think you wouldn't normally get in any of these other RTDs. It's giving you a little more complexity. That's, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm liking it. Yeah, I would say, I I like it. 
I, I like it a lot, but I was I was sort of like expecting there'd be right. s- some other it factor that like kind of blew, maybe it would be a little stronger. Like mm-hmm. I, I was expecting because what was the high West was like 20 percent or something. It was 80 something yeah. proof. Yeah, so, those were the you guys went the higher sure. the higher ABV I, on those. Like that to me was like almost like a real honest to god cocktail. Right. Like this is more along the lines of what you'd expect in an RTD but maybe just a little better. So I'm I'm a little like on the fence on this one, Rob. I'm not I'm not a hundred- I will but I I can't get over it. It has that the perfect amount of carbonation that Yeah, that's true. We, yeah. we haven't seen so yeah. far like that tastes like an actual cock. Because like the the high west one was really good, but you know it's there's no carbonation involved, so it's just all they have to do is just amp it up with a good amount of bourbon. That's that's a, like, that's a plus in my book, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're saying that as if that's like a <laughs> no, negative. No, it's good. It's easier to pull off, I think. Like it's in okay. a bottle, and you know, you, you know, it's not like the rest of these have been in cans, and it's more appropriate for the style i feel like what do you think rob what's your thought I, I i think i agree with with most of the things that you guys are saying so with that i do want to circle back to the the high west that was a higher abv uh and how did that come was that in like one uh, like a bigger bottle or was it in like small bottles like uh like I think a it was cans? A 50 it's like in a 750 <laughs> bottle i'm gonna see if matt can find it for me real quick and i'll just i'll show it on the on the screen um now there's so it's a it's a big bottle right the, and you're several of these i thought it might have been over there matt on that by in, under the tv no in the weird spectrum in the weird spectrum over there there it is right there okay here we go all right so check this out rob so this is the um this is the high west one and this is competing mm. with the ones that are from like knob creek and all that you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about those yeah what are those ones called i don't know does i can't make it focus there we hey. go um yeah, like Jordan said, this is this is more of a spirit, and then and compared to this, which is more of like what you would expect uh, in the can with the effervescence and whatnot. So, right. and even it, yeah, even just the way that they're, that they're packaged uh, indicate that you're you're going. It's a different. It's going to be a different experience. Right. It already indicates that. So, I mean, these. These little cans, I mean, these are, like we said, you know, however many stupid milliliters they are. I don't know what a milliliter is, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's these little guys. I mean, these are packaged to go. Like you take them. Why well, can't? There we go. Focus. Packaged to go. <clears throat> There's four of them in here. Uh, it looks like the four packs of these run around 20 bucks, uh, 20, 22, 23 bucks. So what's that? Five bucks a piece, five fifty a piece. Um, that bottle, that big bottle that you had, had 12 drinks in it. And what was what did that bottle run you? Do you remember? These are like thirty, thirty four dollars or something it's, like that. It's actually a better bang for the buck. Yeah, yeah, Jordan's right. It was uh, it was forty two percent alcohol. That was mm. more than I was thinking. So that's like three bucks a drink, a glass. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting a better bang for your buck on that, but it's also it's in a it's in a bigger uh, a bigger serving. Right, you can't take um, it's it to not the golf like, course, really. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're not throwing them in your. I mean, you could throw that in your golf bag, but um, <clears throat> Randy would. It's ready to drink, um, but ready to drink at home. Right. Yeah. You know, you're it's just like that. You're pouring that over ice, just like we're doing with these. You could enjoy these out of the can too. Uh, but I would agree with what Jordan said. It's much more complex uh, than any other RTD that I've had. Yeah. I mean, we we talk about like you mentioned that it's like fever tree with any kind of alcohol in there. I think just the fact that the uh, spice from the ginger is as pungent as it is uh, tells me that they're um, 
<laughs> price per milliliter. Go away, Chad. Uh, uh, metric system. Yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, two pounds and and one quid, uh, whatever the hell that means. Um, but uh, just it, it's just higher higher level ingredients, right? I, I don't taste the the whiskey in here all that much. I do get that woody note. I do kind of feel like that's from the birch that's uh, that they mentioned that's mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah, can somebody but, read off the actual ingredients so we can? Uh, the actual ingredients or what it says on the front? Yeah, you know, just the the how they pitch it. Uh, they pitch it as uh, it's Woody Creek bourbon whiskey uh, bitters with ginger and birch. All right. And that's uh, that's how they that's how they deliver it. They say uh, shake gently, which I didn't do. Oh, I didn't. Do uh, that. Oh, I don't drink know. drink straight from the can or enjoy over ice. Uh, Woody Creek Distillers uh, uh, offers up has their logo on there. That's their their bourbon that's or whiskey that's being used in there. So, <clears throat> to me, it's I think comparing this with the higher ABV is not really a fair comparison. Um, but uh, all that being said, this is far and away the best uh, RTD that I've ever had, and I think these are probably geared toward more toward guys like Jordan and I who are kind of your um, we want to, ha- yeah, right. We want to have a cocktail, uh, but you know, we know we're going to be, you know, on the move or whatever. Like, like I would, I would get a four pack of these and I'd take it to to a movie. If I, if Dana and I were going into Ooh. a movie and we just sneak those in, we usually bring you in a bottle a of wine. Oh, we should we usually bring a bottle of wine in her purse? Oh yeah, and a couple, yeah, and a couple of uh, Govinos and just yeah, just <laughs> I love just it. get after it. But uh, yeah, a couple of these uh, bring these into a movie theater. You're watching a movie and you're also enjoying a little cocktail. Um, you bring in like one yeah, of those I, electric wine openers. It's just all of a sudden in the movies. <laughs> 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 uh, that, that reminds me of. Uh, oh no! Uh, Randy! 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 Like oh, I uh, actually do it. No, the the no, movies. I, I didn't press that button. Oh. Okay. You, you remember the movie City Slickers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's Crystal. they're out there, and, and, and he turn he turns on his uh, coffee grinder, you know, like that's something that uh, it's just, and all the cows go ape shit and take off, causes a stampede. Like it's French roast. Yeah, that's what that uh, made me think till, of. Like, you, there's like an explosion in the movie or something. Yeah, <laughs> just crack it open. But yeah, I mean, so far so good. Uh, like I said, this is the second time I've had the Ranger Buck. I like it much better this time than I did last time. So I'm, I'm digging that's it. Worth. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Let's um, I say we uh, I say we let Randy do his thing, and let's move on to the second one and see what it's all about. Just kidding. <laughs> Tonight's episode of Flavor Odyssey, your favorite cigar pairing show. Just like every episode since season one is brought to you by none other than Drew Estate Cigars. Drew Estate makes sure that we can take this pairing journey with you each Wednesday as we learn about flavor and pairing with cigars. This show wouldn't be possible without their unwavering support. Drew Estate, the number one premium cigar brand in existence. The makers of Acid. Factory Smokes, Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, and the incomparable Liga Pravada. Drew Estate not only has a cigar for every smoker and every occasion, they bring an energy and style to this community like no brand ever has. 
Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate. And ask for them at a brick and mortar shop near you. One brick and mortar that you will always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smoke In. Smoke In is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. There he was. Good old yeah, Randy. Was. back. Brought us back to reality. Reading them reads. <laughs> Yeah. So he's what gotta, do you guys want to, uh, now that him. I can get the uh, poll up, what will be the official pairing? I'm just putting the uh, Death & Co. as a as a general thing. Should we go just Death & Co. and yeah. whatever you're smoking? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, that this seems fair. That works. Okay. Uh, so now, boys, oh, wow. we are switching. Whoa. Big difference. That's Take a huge, few sips. Palate shock. Get huge you, difference. Yeah. <laughs> ease, ease into it. Just got to ease into it. Oh, my uh, We that, are now going with the... The Moon Sail Fizz. We gotta also mention that these the cans are nice too. <laughs> they have yeah, they have, a, they have a nice like, like soft matte yeah. touch. It's like a yeah. it's like an iPhone box, yeah. but on a can. Yeah, uh, they those little touches, you know. Yeah, these are uh, these are expensive labels, um, but this one was put on crooked. So why get the expensive uh, label if you're gonna uh. put it on wrong? Um, but uh, that happens. Those canning lines move pretty fast. This uh, Moon Sail Fizz, it's uh, Bimini Gin and Liqueur. I'm not sure what that means. With passion fruit, vanilla, and lime. I'm not sure why it says Bimini Gin and Liqueur. Hmm. I don't really understand that one quite that much. Uh, Passion fruit and bright citrus are tempered by smooth vanilla and spice in the Moon Sail Fizz. Consider it your escape without the plane ticket. Um... Well, this Whatever. has definitely got a floral note to it for sure. Yeah, this was the pairing that I was anticipating going with. I wanted to, and I know I get this floral uh, aspect from uh, this Monte Cristo that I'm smoking. Uh, some dried fruit, a little bit of woody notes in that pepper that I thought would cut through a little bit of that fruit. Uh, so we'll see if that really plays out. That was the uh, initial idea behind my pairing. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty looks like a thicker, smart way to go. Looks like a thicker drink. Yeah, it almost seemed like it had an egg white or something when I first got it. It was foamy. It Not is. It idea. is a little bit. Uh, you got the. It's a little oh, bit yeah, thicker. It looks it's whiskey got, sour. Got kind like. of a. Yeah, I got a whiskey sour vibe to it, but um, it's. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nice. Uh, that it's was, it's gonna take take tasty. a. It'll take a few a few sips to uh, change the uh, mm. to change the palate because this really yeah. is this is a very very different drink. Very, very, very different. Well, tell but me, I, I haven't tasted. It yet. I gotta what's, say, what's going the, on with it? These are both good. Um, well, okay, so this is uh, like I said, like much more, a little bit more viscous to it. I like um, a viscous drink. It's definitely a bit more viscous. It's got the same level, I think. Of might be a little bit more uh, effervescent, a little more. Um, Whoa, just more uh, of everything. Bubble huh? to it. Yeah, a little more of everything. Um, the gin has a nice bite to it. I, I get kind of a, a lavender thing mm. from it. I don't know if I'm getting that from the can, but it almost kind of tastes <laughs> kind of, I get oh, like no. a lavender floral note from this. Um, the passion fruit is definitely noticeable. It's, you, yeah. you can't 
you you can't not notice that it's uh, passion fruit. I don't get the vanilla. It does say there's some vanilla in here and some lime. Okay, but um, it I is, can taste uh, the lime. Randy's, I can taste the lime. Randy Harrison yeah. says it's a bimini gin and red bitter liqueur, according to. It's pretty fillers. complex. Like I will say that mm. about this drink. It's complex. Red, There's a lot going on. Yeah. When you say red bitter liqueur, I think Campari. But that's not what I taste here. Mm. Hey, Rob, mm. I'm just curious. Like, you know, we, we've we been doing this show. Was We're coming up on seven seasons or whatever. Um, Who would have thought? And episode just, 186, baby. Just curious Woo! about you just in general. Like, what sort of are there things that you've sort of like learned along the way as far as pairings go, like things to avoid things that you typically, Oh, like, like that I'm more of like a complimentary guy or I'm more of like a contrasting guy or, you know, as far as your pairings go, what have you l- learned if anything over these, over the years doing this show? Um, I mean, over the years doing this and then, you know, doing the show back in the day with, uh, with McTavish, the cigar surgeon, um, I've and I mean, just I feel like I've been pairing ever since I started smoking cigars, whether it was you know, on a show or not. But I think the main thing that I and I feel like I learned this multiple times every season is just <laughs> is just kind of like you never really you never really know. Mm-hmm. Um, like even tonight, I sat down. I thought this. I was pair, I was picking a cigar to pair with this Moonsail Fizz because I really liked this the first time I had it. But tonight is the opposite. I like the other drink and the other pairing I think was probably better. So you never really quite know, but I think the main thing that I've learned is just try everything. Like just don't, don't shut. Don't get into that rut where you're just. Yeah. 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 And, Mm. and we, and we, the one thing we always talk about is it was fruit, the fruit, uh, the fruit additions to, to drinks always scared me as far as pairings, lime, lemon, lime is, is easier. I think to pair lemon, not quite as much, um, but now some of the, some of my favorite pairings, like a mojito on the surface, doesn't seem like it would pair really well with a cigar. There's rum in there. Sure. But there's some, all that mint and all that lime to me seem like that's eh, not quite. <laughs> Robbie has learned how to beat Randy. Bill Powers checking in. <laughs> that's comment of the night. Um, there is a cheat code. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think that I, I don't consider myself like a, a contrasting pairing guy or a complimentary pairing guy. I, I probably start complimentary if I'm if I'm thinking because I always think of what what two things are going to go well together. And to me, just in, in essence, that's they're going to complement each other. Uh, but it kind of depends, uh, you know, on the mood of the day, whatever it is that you're drinking or smoking. But the one thing I also have learned is I usually um, regardless of the format of the show, I'm pairing to elevate the cigar. Because that's mm. kind of the main, that's the main piece of uh, of the pairing yeah, to me. Yeah, that's it's got to be about I mean, the cigar. Yeah, it's a I don't cigar think show. Anyone ever picked out a cigar to elevate the drink, right? Right, but sometimes, sometimes it's like, oh, I want this, and what should I pair with it? You know, kind of like what we're doing tonight. Same deal. But usually, nine times out of ten, it's like I, I look in the humidor and I think, and I grab a cigar, and then it's like, bam. Okay, now what should I pair with this? Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, unless Rob, forced to do otherwise, Rob. Imagine for a moment that yeah. I opened up, you know, the greatest humidor in the world and the greatest bar in the world, or even if it doesn't even have to be alcoholic, it could be anything. If you if you were going to have your ultimate 
sort of pairing and it doesn't have to necessarily be specific to like brands or anything, but what, what would sort of, in your opinion, kind of in be sort of like your ultimate kind of pairing that you say, Oh, this is just, it never fails. Like this type of a pairing, uh, coffee with a Habano or something like, do you have one that that's you sort of feel like is, it's almost like a no fail. Oh yeah, there's there's a bunch of them. Um, the one that that came to mind when you uh, when you said that is um, <clears throat> old fashioned because it's, I mean, it's probably my favorite it drink. Is. It's probably the drink I make the most. It's not, I mean, it's not my favorite drink, and it's not the drink I make the most often. But it's when it comes to pairing, it's one of my favorites. Um, a uh, a dark and stormy that I make is mm. a little bit different than the traditional dark and stormy. That's my favorite, like my go to cocktail. Like nine times out of ten, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, but I don't like the way that that pairs with cigars because I I don't necessarily like ginger beer that spicy ginger beer with uh, with cigars even though that's what we're doing tonight so maybe I'm wrong um, but that that uh, like desert island um, it's going to be a, a high proof uh, whiskey uh, you know something hundred hundred proof uh, old fashioned <clears throat> two of those uh, thirty dollar cherries in there and uh, and I'm pairing that with a uh, um, with the Padron uh, 26 Maduro, like that's like that's really hard to beat, man. That's I, really really hard. I, to I'm beat. sort of like I, this is the most like, cliched answer, I think. But who cares? It's still true to me. Um, is I feel like you, you get that mojito, say at Casa Fuente, mm-hmm. with an Opus X that mm-hmm. with the, the the Cameroon wrapper. There's something about it's kind of contrasty. I think it's. I guess it would be considered a contrasting pairing. Sure. But um, to me, I love that pairing because I love the drink, and it sort of clear. It's it, the citrusy kind of flavor kind of clears my palate. Then I have some of the cigar. I, you get that kind of sweetness from the the Cameroon and the spices out of the cigar, and then you go back to the drink like. I know that mojito and a cigar seems like a cliched pairing, but for me, I I don't know. Jordan, what do you? What's your thought on that? What's your ultimate? Um, I'm kind of between like an old fashioned or a whiskey sour. Like if I, depending mm. on what I have cigar wise, um, I could go a, a, a variety of directions. Like old fashioned, I will go like a darker, robust, robust habano. Or uh, San Andreas, or if I go whiskey sour, I'm like the lighter end of the Habano range, like the Epernay kind of range, or Connecticut. Mm. So like mm-hmm. those two drinks can get me anywhere. You know, I, you know I, my- I we don't do enough like with just like coffee too, Rob. You know, we we yeah. never we haven't really. I think we did that's, one episode that was maybe coffee. That's or that's kind of that's of my doing. If I drink coffee this late at night, man, yeah. I'm screwed. Me too. I mean, if if we if we want to do a, a Saturday morning episode, mm. like like our, like cart and make ourselves, oh, can we do that? And make ourselves cartoons. Oh, that would be <laughs> yeah, so much that fun. Would be good, yeah. So everybody can sit down. With- <laughs> so now, that speaking be- of yeah. coffee, I have a friend of mine who took it like like as a like absolute task that he is perfected Cuban coffee. So that way, since we were down in Miami for Lazona Palooza and we drank basically our body weight in Cuban coffee while we were down there, as you he do. came back and that's all he's done is he wanted to perfect it. So 
if we ever want to do a coffee episode and have, you know, good, like outside of like Miami ish area or Florida area, Cuban coffee, I've got your guys. So I think that's something that needs to happen. We need to, we definitely need to take Rob's advice on that one though. It's got to be that's a, that's go, a Saturday a morning Saturday episode. Morning. It could be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. We need yeah. Jordan. You need to hit it with the AI. Make us all into cartoons. <laughs> That's what I'm we'll saying. Just, yeah. We'll just do it as a cartoon animated, you know, coffee and cigar episode. I wouldn't sleep for three nights of There's that. Some- I, I don't. I don't What's- understand how people do that. God, we. I was just on a, a work trip. We were um, taking some winemakers around through uh, some of the forests where we get some of our American oak. So up in Minnesota and uh, in Wisconsin. And go, we got this big steak dinner, right? <clears throat> I mean, this guy ordered a tomahawk. Like we went to this big, it was, it was beautiful. And everybody's just getting double espressos after dinner. It's like nine o'clock. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> How could you possibly live this way? Uh, yeah, I can't get down with that. One thing I want to comment about your pairing, Eric, it's, it is, that's a classic. And if that's the kind of thing, if you rolled into Casa Fuente right when they opened, uh, you know, whatever time that is noon, and you had like this unlimited bank account because it gets kind of pricey. Mm, yeah, I could just go get me those one of those Casa Fuentes. I remember, I can't remember what size it was that we had, Jordan. I think I smoked the same size as you. Uh, and just a double Corona just, and kind of yeah, the, the double Corona and just go like three of those in a row, like a seven <laughs> yeah. hour sesh, and like seventeen <laughs> of those cocktails. Absolutely, you could. That would be just a glorious, glorious day. And the best part is they'll take nine of you. And put you at this tiny little cocktail table. That's and, kind of a frustrating part, actually. And then Randy will get into a fight with the guy at the table next to us because because <laughs> he touched his shoe or something. Uh, it's it does make that for part a of fun... Randy I like. That's yeah. that's that's actually one of the Randys. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll never forget. I, I took so uh, Dana and I like to go fishing. My wife Dana and I like to go fishing, and we brought Randy and uh, his lovely wife Ronza Sue. This was years ago, uh, before. Um, uh, before Randy became a father and we're fishing. I think this is the first time Aronsa Sue had gone or something. The first time Randy was with us, we we're just having a good time, smoking cigars, drinking breakfast beers, you know, having a great day. And it was towards the end of the day. We hadn't really caught anything. And we're in this little cove and, and it's a, it's a reservoir, but you know, there's people fishing, but you can also take your boat out and have a good time. It's not like a water skiing kind of place, but there's people out on boats. And this guy on his boat comes kind of charging into our little cove and uh-oh, just uh-oh. pulls up, pulls up on, on the land, which you're not really supposed to do. He wasn't really being a dick about it, but it was like, it's a no wake zone. And he caused all this wake. And, and we were just like, what the hell is this guy doing? And Randy's like, you want me to go say something to him? And I'm like, like, dude, it's Sunday morning. We're just hanging out. Like, no, just have a mimosa, man. It's all good. And he's like, and then he just starts, you know, clearing his throat really loud and kind of, getting flexy towards this guy oh, the guy's yeah, looking yeah. and and i'm like randy i don't want to go to jail let's just can we just let's just sit down and have a drink so yeah it's he's he's very protective and i do love that about him because he's he's literally twice my size um but uh sometimes i just want to have a mimosa and uh, and, and not catch any fish you know that's amazing yeah it sounds like randy uh, there's so many good randy anecdotes man yes. you guys there's some weird note in this like yeah, is it like it's, veg- it's almost like vegetal or like rindy, star, I, I'm, maybe star fruit kind of a vibe. I'm I'm calling that kind of the. Uh, I think I'm equating that to lavender. It's like to me, it's kind of like a a high pitched floral thing. 
yeah, you say lavender, and it kind of makes me think soapy. Mm. Yeah, it's not in a way. bad though. What's weird is like it's not it's not bad. Yeah, but it does make me think of soap. Mm. It, it makes it reminds me of what my sheets smell oh. like when we take them out of the dryer. Oh yeah, like a dryer soft sheet. Maybe yeah. is there lavender in this? No, but it tastes like oh, there is. But the, I, on the on the the color of the can is lavender. Yeah, That's probably I'm, what it I'm is. I'm not kidding. That. It's it's pretty good. Uh, all right, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Let's uh, let's do some audience pairings and see what. Uh, I know this is a toughie, so we may not have anybody that did the exact there's any last right minute guys. thing. But uh, let's see what what our audience did because they're usually pretty stinking good, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Not, not too many. Um, it was harder to, even if you. Don't, it's a tougher one. Like you can get this if you don't have a Death and Co. bar, obviously, but like it's still kind of hard to get. Uh, Stephen Moses has got a. Uh, Post Meridium Double Old Fashioned, 74 proof, very nice mm. bourbon flavor with orange zest notes. Paired with a uh, Camacho Ecuador Tubo. Okay. Uh, we were smoking that earlier tonight. Uh, the leathery white pepper and earth is mixing nicely with the orange zest from the old fashioned. Absolutely two thumbs up. Stephen Moses. He's good. always coming We've through got with good ones. Bill Powers is doing uh, no fancy schmancy RTD cocktails around these parts. Uh, he's pairing a special edition black market. Uh, with the Rebel Cask Strength Bourbon uh, checked in at 126 Ooh. proof. Uh, it, the uh, cigar's holding up well to the high proof with the pepper, chocolate, and spices. The caramel and cinnamon, along with a slight peanut brittle flavor, really enhance mm. the cigar. Love right. the combo. It's a nice, good description. Nice, nice. Good description. Uh, and then we got Nathan Stewart. He's got uh, Dunbarton uh, Barba Amaria with the... Trade Eights Ginger Citrus and Whiskey, which is the closest I could find to a Ranger Buck from Death & Co. Uh, first time with either of these, and the cigar is fantastic. The drink is a uh, palate cleanser, so it's not complimentary at all. Unfortunately, we're giving it a thumbs down. Thank you, Nathan, for the honesty. <laughs> yes. I love that. Just, yeah, exactly. I love I love when we get a good, honest uh, take like that. Teaches us more yeah. than the thumbs ups do. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. I, I gotta I got say, it. I, I gotta yeah, go with go Nathan because he was one of the rare guys. And actually, to uh, he, a he tried to tried to find something that would was to mimic like the drink. The drink, yeah. I, I think all three of these are pretty stinking good, though. Like there was mm. not a there was not a, a there was not a bad audience pairing not, tonight. Not a stinker in the bunch, man. Not a stinker in the bunch. But I'm only gonna go with Nathan just based on the fact that he gave it a thumbs down. Which uh, to me, I, I like that. It it shows that you're really thinking it through and right. and and going for it what do you think rob what was read me the first one again steve moses did a post meridium yeah. double old-fashioned with a camacho ecuador double old-fashioned yeah so that's kind of so he kind of did the the uh the the higher proof uh rtd like you guys did right. uh, the one we're talking about though the uh the high west one interesting um yeah i think you know i think i'm gonna agree with you eric and go with the last one because Again, he he tried to. Um, who was that again? Nathan. Nathan. Right? The, the last uh, one was yeah. Nathan Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. So he he tried to go with the same a similar pairing. It sounds like it was pretty damn close. Uh, and I, I understand the uh, the concept. What was the cigar again? And he had a, um, <laughs> uh, a Dunbarton Barba Amaria Amaria, which is like yeah, that's a, kind of a moisture desaca kind of vibe. Yeah, that's a that's a bigger cigar, so I can understand why uh, the the pairing didn't really quite work. But yeah, I'll, I'll give him an A for effort on that one. Yeah, and it, it, you know, he actually went with the he tried to 
come up with a fancy kind of a drink. Um, what what was like his name he, again? Nathan. <laughs> Nathan Stewart. Hey, I see well, Matt laughing back Stewart. there. I want to keep going. What what show is this again? Yeah, I think that's, that's look, the look call. at Matt's making me laugh. That's funny. <laughs> Nathan Stewart, you are tonight's winner. Congratulations. You get bragging rights. But by the way, all three of you guys get kudos because you all tried and I appreciate yeah. that very much. Appreciate our audience. Uh, hopefully in coming uh, episodes, you, it'll be a little easier. We we knew going into this one, Rob, it'd be a little be tougher. tougher. Yeah. Yeah. With this this whole segment, we knew it was going to be a little bit tough. Uh, Randy was really jazzed about it. And I'm glad we did it because yeah. I, mean, I came in and I'm sure we all did with kind of some preconceived notions. Nice. Uh, because Randy forced us to drink that cucumber BS. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's like, and we had to we had to we had to get past that. And I'm glad we did because we kind of ran the gambit of uh, of RTDs here. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, even learned a little bit that 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 Jack and Coke wasn't too bad. Yeah, actually I mean, I'm, I'm wasn't not a, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really a Jack and Coke guy, but uh, right. that's what I remember them tasting like. I think um, rank the weeks, guys. Rank the weeks. I think. Oh, OK. I was just going to say this real quick and then we'll rank the weeks. Um, mm. I think the Jack and Coke to me was the biggest surprise because it tasted the most like a Jack and Coke would taste if I made it myself. It literally tasted like you know, what you would expect it to taste. But if I was going to rank the weeks, Rob, I would say the um, the High West, uh, that was the higher proof version, is my number one. Uh, my number two is this week uh, with these guys. And then I would go the Jack and Coke and then the uh, wine-based uh, ones Boom. last. Is that how you do it, Jordan? That's exactly how to do it. And I, it, I would say specifically with this week, it was the one before this, the the ginger one we started yeah with. okay yeah i agree what do you think rob for me i i didn't have the uh, the higher proof which i do want to track one of those down now if i was d- judging this based on drinks and based on pairings it would be different right so if yeah, i'm yeah. if i'm judging it based on just on the drink uh tonight was the best okay. and uh both of these cocktails or these canned cocktails ranger bucket i think is better uh, but both of them uh, are significantly better than the rest of the things that we had. Uh, then I would probably go uh, the Jack and Coke and then the wine base. So if I was probably, going by you're, parents, you're really the same as we are. Yeah, you just the same. Have that one. But I, I love how like, but, do you guys find yourself like incorporating this stuff into regular life? Like uh, after Thanksgiving, I was so full and like I came back and I was like, <laughs> I need something like bubbly to get, you know, like my for my stomach. And I, I was like, you know what, Jack, I got those Jack and Cokes. And it was perfect. Like I wouldn't normally have gone that direction, right. but you find the show like steering you in certain unexpected ways. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. That's yeah. really why we do this show. <laughs> yeah. The the, the funny thing though, just to get back, if if I was rate, uh, rating them based on pairings, I would rate last week's the best. Because mm. that peach with the uh, with and I can't remember the cigar that I smoked. What did I smoke? Oh, the, the, uh, the uh, El Centurion. The uh, yeah, that pairing was like. Uh, freaking peach cobbler! It was mm. so good. It, so it's it's it depends on on the, on the situation. Right. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, right. Jordan, uh, to that to answer your question, no, I, I don't feel like this has changed my my habits at home. Uh, when I was done with Thanksgiving dinner, uh, I sat down to watch the Niner game, and I think I made myself an old fashioned, uh, and then another one, and then another one, and then I was yelling at the TV, and uh, it was beautiful because they won, and I scared everybody out of the house. So uh, it was oh uh, come on, it was too full. Like- 
the the Shirley Temple episode still affects me. Mm. Like I'm mm. I'm still doing the non-alcoholic Shirley Temples and the world's greatest old fashioned episode. World's greatest old fashioned. There's certain ones that just like okay, that's part of my life now. <laughs> yeah, those those for sure. It, it, I have I need to revisit. We should revisit the uh, the Shirley Temple because that was a fun episode because we were all surprised oh. uh, based on that one, and that would be a good one to revisit. That was a long time ago too. Um, but it's gonna. I'm I'm really curious. We uh, we're not going to talk about uh, season seven quite yet because I think yeah. we're going to wait until after the new year to get into that one. But uh, I'm really excited about uh, the idea that we've got, um, and hopefully it can, we can uh, make it work. Uh, and I think we'll get out of the rut of Randy and I competing against each other and always being thumbs up and just kind of stumping for our pairings, like how good our pairings are. I think. It's gonna the there will be some some shackles put on to us as far as what we can pair and what we have to choose from. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes uh, next season. Because I would like to get into a place where we're getting a, li- a bit more challenged uh, with uh, with what we're doing on the pairing side. Because when when it's these these seasons are fun with these competition episodes, and it'll be the same probably next uh, next season. But um, when we have kind of free reign of the cigars that we want to smoke. In, you know, to pair with that particular drink or vice versa, uh, it gets a lot easier to find something that you think is going to be thumbs up and it ends up being that way. Uh, but uh, next season, it's going to be a little bit different because there's going to be some, some of the things will be dictated for us, but that's as far as I'm going to go with that. So let's do thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, what do you think, Rob? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was, I picked the cigar again, uh, remind the audience, I'm down to the, getting down to the nub here on this Monte Cristo Especial Number two, uh, don't smoke a ton of Cubans, but I do enjoy this particular Vitola uh, from the uh, uh, the Monte Cristo line. Um, I picked it to pair with the Moonsail Fizz, and it does it's it's okay. Mm. Uh, but with the Ranger Buck, it was a lot better. Okay. There were a lot more synergies there with the uh, with the dried fruit mixing in with that, with that woody notes and uh, the white spice on the retrohale for me um, was definitely much better. Um, I, I it's I'll, I'll go thumbs up, but it's not like super enthusiastic. Mm. The first right. one was really good. The second one, eh. uh, I'm gonna go thumbs down on mine. Uh, is 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 a fifty nine dollar cigar? This should be this should be the star of the show. I kind of feel like uh, now I have to I uh, I have got to say this cigar is right off the truck. Um, literally, just got it. Um, I just opened this box today, so. Maybe that's a bit unfair to the cigar, but the drink, uh, Rob, to me, have you ever had a pairing where the the drink sort of turns the cigar almost into just it almost just tastes wet or something like just just like wet concrete? Um, uh, that's uh, kind of what happened yeah. with this pairing for me. The drink just turned the cigar into just almost like a wet concrete flavor, and that's almost all I'm getting. I'm not getting the typical Davidoff nuttiness. Um, the Davidoff kind of, uh, you know, intricate, complex flavors. I'm not getting any of that. I'm just getting rain, uh, like rain on concrete. And then, so for me, hmm. I got to go thumbs down. Jordan, what would you say? Um, the the first one, the Ranger Buck, was an absolute thumbs up. Um, the cigar, this, you guys should hunt these guys down because, I mean, it might be a little on the pricey side, but... Dang, it's it's humongous, and it has that it has exactly what I would expect from Davidoff. It's like 
uh, ultra creamy nougaty kind of uh, core to it um, with some floral and oaky stuff going on. Um, with the Ranger Buck, there was like that that perfect amount of fizz to like kind of liven liven it up in the nostrils. Um, the ginger spice worked well with it, and there's sort of a floral combination between the two. The second one, um, I can't remember the name of the second one we're doing here, but the second drink is just a little too um, vegetal. Um, it's not quite working. Um, I would go medium to thumbs down on that one, but uh, if we're doing Ranger Buck, thumbs up. Scotty, Matt, what did you guys think? Definite thumbs up on the first pairing. I really thought that was the better of the two. The second drink is just a little too floral, a little too much. It's kind of stepping on the cigar overall, so I'd have to almost give a thumbs down to that one, but the first one was great. What do you think, Matty? That first pairing was a thumbs down. The drink was better than the second drink. The second pairing is also a thumbs down, but it's closer to a thumbs up because the flavors actually work together with this cigar and that drink. Mm. I keep finding myself wanting more of each. Rob, well, it I sounds think like we're, a it sounds like a thumbs of, up on the second one. Then it, it's almost I don't like <laughs> I don't like the drink enough for it to be a thumbs up. <laughs> we were kind of all board, Rob, on this. Like, yeah, there was yeah, no it's, consensus really. It's that interesting. Ra- I, I wonder if yours, Eric, is is more to do with the cigar being like it could be like like it just just arrived and right, that's you right. know that's it probably just arrived to whoever you bought it from and then yeah. just arrived to you. So that cigar has been through it. Uh, give it six months, it'll be a 96. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Guarantee. Write it down. Write it down. Put it in the books. Uh, but it's it's one thing. Like, go back to the end of uh, last week's, even though Randy was drunk. We both said the same thing. We thought the Ranger Buck would be good, and we didn't really like it. And tonight, for whatever reason, it works better with yeah. the cigars. Yeah. I think uh, drinking them on their own, I definitely preferred the Moonsail Fizz. But tonight, with the, the impact that the cigar has on the palate and adding yeah. that into it, it's just too... It's too bright. It's too big. I still gave everything a thumbs up. That was more based on the Ranger Buck. I think I kind of fell in line with uh, with Jordan, the, the descriptors that uh, he was saying and everything. I think our experiences were pretty similar. Well, All right. Let's do it. We've also got the audience vote. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes. Let's see what we got. Like this. Oh, oh wow. wow. I don't I don't even know why that would be. Um <laughs> uh, that's uh for those of you listening on the podcast, Sensei with seventy-two percent of the vote. Uh not a lot of Cuban fans out there. Yeah, twenty eight percent. Yeah, it's you know, maybe this is why Cuban I don't bias. smoke Cubans on Cuban yeah, bias. Maybe maybe it's why I don't smoke Cubans on the show, but uh this uh this Monte Cristo Special number two, it's got Six years on it, yeah. Five and a half, six if years can, on it. If I could choose between it's, the two, I I would smoke what you're smoking, Robbie. <laughs> it's on. well, I mean, after hearing, after you know where we are now, absolutely, I would too. But uh, I am curious to smoke uh, that uh, year of the dragon. But um, yeah, wow, that's a that's a overwhelming, overwhelming victory, Sensei. Take a lap. No, I can't. Come on. I, I voted thumbs down. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. can't. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, I, like, I don't know what to do. It's like we played a football game and, and, and we played a football game and we won because the refs just keep giving us calls. You know, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, I can't be happy about it. I don't know. What to tell you. That's, that is a really good analogy. That is a great. Thank you for beating me this week, by the way, mm. with uh, your guy on freaking. 
your guy on Monday night catching oh. all those two-yard screens. Oh, God. Oh, I, there was, killing I thought me. there was no way I was going to win that game. And then I woke up the next morning and I won. I was like, what the heck happened last night? I didn't even watch the game. <laughs> all right, Rob. Uh, coming up on uh, Smoke <laughs> yep. Night Live on Friday, we've got none other than uh, Matt Booth on the show. It's going to be fun to catch up with Boofy. We, you never know what's going to happen when Matt Boofy, Booth baby. is on the show. Like, there's been some epic, you know, appearances from him on Smoke Night Live, and so we're expecting nothing less than an epic appearance from Matt Booth on the show on Friday. So please tune in; should be tons of fun, and we'll see how it goes. Who knows? He usually embarrasses the heck out of me, so uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Tune, tune in for that, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, next Wednesday, we're going to throw a wild card at you guys. Um, and then we'll we'll let you guys know what the what the schedule is going to be for the rest of the year as we go through the holidays. Yeah. Uh, I won't be here next week, so hopefully uh, Randy gets <laughs> off of his uh, his Hall of Fame vacation and uh, and shows up. <laughs> Uh, so you guys can figure out what that uh, what that wild card is going to be for the audience next week. Uh, and then we get into the holidays, so we'll we'll kind of figure out what uh, how we're going to maneuver through that. I'm going to be traveling um, uh, with the wife in New York uh, and and uh, Virginia for Christmas, so I probably won't be able to make those those episodes. So we'll see how that goes, but um, yeah. definitely uh, we'll let everybody know what we're going to be doing for season seven. And uh, get you guys prepared for that. So next week will be a wild card. Boom. Thanks, Boom. everybody, for tuning in. This was a lot of fun. Uh, this was a fun segment, like we talked about. We went through, and it's. Uh, I definitely think that we, we did, ran the gambit on the, uh, on the RTD side. Um, and there's, I think what we've learned is there's, some, uh, there's a little bit of something for everybody there. Um, and I'm really eager to try. Place in a time. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm really eager to try um, those. Uh, Chad, to Chad, you're in Virginia. Yeah, he says yeah. we should meet up when you're in Virginia. I had no idea he was in Virginia. Huh? Well, in I'll, Virginia. I'll uh, slide into my DMs, buddy. We'll see what we slide. can. Uh... That's how you do it. <laughs> we'll see if we can make something happen. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, everybody, thanks for tuning in. A lot of fun, Sensei. Congratulations on the landslide victory. Holy crap! Jeez. We have not had one of those in a yeah. while. These have all been close. Everybody, have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues.